Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Cavs the Podcast. I'm Nate Smith, and I'm here with Evil Tom Pestek. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Pestek, an evil genius, and uh, and it's been a minute since you heard from us, but uh, we yeah. were kind of all enjoying our summers and all... 2020 yet, <laughs> or or in the words of Vampire Weekend, 2021. You know, true. So uh yeah we've uh we we we've been a little absent so uh it's nice to talk but to you. But then again all. so of the Cavs. So of the Cavs there hasn't yes. been a lot of Cavs news. There's been a lot of NBA news. The NBA has become one of the more riveting adult male soap operas. Uh, also <laughs> not not to the be NBA, sexist but Yeah. No, the NBA has become like a trading card convention. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, or a game of like, like free agency musical chairs. Yeah. It's like, yeah. who who doesn't want to end up with Chris Paul? Uh, it feels more like <laughs> fantasy sports than sports. Yeah, but yeah, but all... we can effectively say that the the two all star team or two superstar team has replaced the three superstar team. I I think that's true, and you, it's gonna kind of depend on who those third and fourth role players are. I think a lot of these these battles next year. But I tell you who won't be in the contention for the next NBA champion, and that is the Cavs. <laughs> because have they, they done anything? Have they no, done? I mean, has Kobe done anything? So let's talk about it's their. It's like draft Dan moves. went, got had his stroke, and went to the hospital, and then and nothing happened. Then that was it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they drafted Garland. Well, they had their draft. D- uh, Dan's stroke was before the draft. So they yep. drafted Garland and Dylan Windler and uh, Michael Porter Jr. And then they added some guys in Summer League. And I guess they may bring Jaron Blossom game back. And Why? Well, because they have no wings. They lost David Nawaba. They literally are a team full of guards and big men. And there's really like... Chetty Osman might be the only real wing on the team. I name I another. <laughs> wings are wings are overrated. <laughs> what team has ever won a championship with wings? <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, you really I mean, need is a center. <laughs> yeah, I mean literally. Age. I mean, listen to this roster. It's uh, you know Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, Jordan Clarkson. Chetty Osman, we got one wing. Matthew Delavadova, Larry Nance Jr., Ante Zizic, Brandon Knight, um, Dean Wade, uh, 
Also not to be confused with Dwayne Wade. Yeah, Dylan Windler, the guy they drafted with the 26th pick, is a wing. And then Kevin Porter Jr. is a big guard. You know, they have two wings and a bunch of big guards, and then... You only need two wings to fly. (laughs) That is true. That is true, although you do need, uh, you know, a, a tail. So... (laughs) <laughs> to, to stabilize you. <laughs> I'm torturing the metaphor, aren't I? But yeah, it's uh yeah, Jaron Blossom game, they may sign him for that last roster spot because uh the the rumor was all summer that they were gonna maybe, you know, trade the J.R. Smith contract for something and that never really materialized and then and now they're a strange looking roster of a lot of bigs and a lot of guards. But maybe it's like- the NBA of the future. I feel like they should have just kept pushing back the the deadline on Jr. Yeah, just just keep going another six months, a year, <laughs> just, just just keep like around, a, just like a million dollars every you know two months. Yeah, you like the Bobby Bonilla contract, but small. <laughs> oh my gosh, we paying him so we're our kids are all grown up. I yeah. just don't understand why. I mean, I guess I understand why Kobe wouldn't make any of those first round trades because they didn't want to be in the luxury tax again because the way they'd be repeater tax right if they were yeah, the luxury but tax again the other thing is they literally had five or six guys on the team they could have stretched and i mean honestly with this team who do you care about paying next year and the year after i mean are they really going to be up against the cap next year no no that's what that who cares about that dead money then you know, they might be farther below the cap than any team's ever been in the history of <laughs> time. Yeah, they wasn't there one year with the the Daryl Morey, not Daryl Morey. Uh, uh, who's the process? Trust the process. Oh, Hink- oh, yeah, yeah. Well, there was a year with the Hinky uh, Sixers where they were almost below the salary floor, and when you're below the salary floor, they basically. No, they give bonuses to all the guys on the roster so that you get to the So whatever your percentage of of your team's payroll is, they basically give you that much percentage of the of the difference between where your team payroll is and the salary floor. Well, Philly doesn't have to worry about that anymore. No, they do not. They paid everybody. Yeah. Including Al Horford. Yeah, they and they have like four centers now. For some reason, they decided to give Al Horford a hundred million dollars for four years. Yeah, that's crazy. Which would have been a bad deal. Had I mean that that's worse than the deal the Cavs gave Tristan four three years four years ago. Well, yeah, I mean Tristan was literally ten years younger than Horford is now. So. No, and he owns Horford too. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Like, yeah, oh, absolutely, a lot of money to pay for a stretch five. Yeah, it's yeah, and the I mean the crate. Well, I heard one of the things was is Horford always owned Embiid, so that's part of the reason they wanted to get Horford, <laughs> which I think is fantastic. Well, that um, and they need they need at least one big man who can shoot, right? Since Ben Simmons can't. Well, and, he cannot. Yeah, and what's um, Embiid shoots too much, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know in what world Tobias Harris is a super max player, but I guess he is. Well. In what world is Ben Simmons just got a two hundred forty million dollar extension? No, it was only one hundred and seventy, wasn't it? I think it's oh, two forty. Oh yeah, no, it's one hundred and seventy with, and if he makes certain incentives, it can be two. Oh okay. Yeah, because no, it can it's... push it up into a rookie max if he. No, 
gets Look, into certain all NBA star games. Philly's Philly's going to be capped out for the next five years. Yeah, for a team that I'm not sure they can even get to the finals, let alone win one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they seem flawed to me for sure. But I mean, let's do we want to talk about the Cavs anymore? I mean, well, I think we should <laughs> spend a minute talking about Jr. since he's really the only the only noteworthy. Yeah, and, yeah, we can talk about Dylan Windler for a minute, but yeah, I mean, pretty much the two guys, the guys at the beginning and the end of the draft for the Cavs were no-shows in Summer League, and then Dylan Windler certainly showed that he could shoot, but they... But not when he doesn't have anybody to pass the ball to him. No, and, and the rest of that roster was a bunch of guys who probably have no shot at making the NBA, so... I liked uh, what's his name though the big kid from Kentucky or from Duke. Oh yeah, um, and he's probably going to be. Well, now I got to look him up. He's probably going to be on their uh, training camp roster. But I mean, how many more bigs do they need? <laughs> you know, it's like. I mean, hopefully they'll need more in January after they yeah. find a home for Tristan and Marquise maybe, Bolden. Yeah, Bolden. Yeah, and Muhammad Ali Abdurrahman. <laughs> that's a long name uh also had a uh he certainly shot a lot of shots in summer league so. yeah well i mean look D- windler definitely looks like he could shoot the lights out in the gym yeah. oh yeah to be plus he he really he reminded me of like a like a very like c or d clay thompson you know what I mean, like very raw, yeah. but like with that shooting ability, and plus he can slash, he can cut back door, and he can seem to pull down a lot of rebounds. And yeah, and he was moved good, well with that passer. Yeah, and with so a, that's a what it reminded guard. me of. I'm not, I'm yeah. not saying like he's going to be Clay Thompson. I'm just saying that's his game reminded me of an of early days Clay Thompson. Yeah, but well, he's I mean, got deep range too. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, this team is not going to stop anyone this year. <laughs> no. Well, is, are the rumors true? Is Longobardi still on this team? On uh, no, this coaching I, staff? I no, he can't be. Now uh, I got to look it up. We need to find. We need to find that out because he can't be. People were talking on the says, blog the other day about it. It in his Wikipedia page, he is currently an associate head coach for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But I can't believe that's true. Well, we haven't seen anything to the contrary, so. Wow. Wow, if that's still true, that 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 may you may have you may it may be like drafting um what's ball his ball name? ball ball for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah like if they don't get rid of Longobardi it's, unconsc- it's unconscionable that that guy has a job in the NBA at all yeah and and just in, in, I'm incredulous that he's still employed by the Cavs if that's the case yeah I I don't know I mean. He I have not. He somehow he survived. He somehow survived three different buried. three three different head coaches, or was it? No, yeah. No, he can't be still. He can't be still coaching. Can't I? I don't see his name anywhere. If Wikipedia says so. Yeah. Oh, then you know it's true. <laughs> well, it says that. Wow. So I'm reading an article from May. It says Longabardi will likely not join beeline staff so i i don't know i guess maybe we need to uh i maybe we need to uh i am joe varden but it certainly i i don't oh well evan damerel so yeah evan damerel big fan of the blog um he writes for forbes basketball 
and uh and uh big easy kim uh i am's with him all the time <laughs> so um yeah we'll have to ask him if if longobard yeah. is still with the team but yeah and and there's a guy actually we should have a see if he wants to be on a podcast sometime but who mike longobardi i'd love to have him on the podcast <laughs> i'd have a lot of questions to ask mike we longobardi would also have a lot of ray Liotta clips do you think he'd do that do you think he would come on i don't know i mean he can't know about all the stuff that we've said about him i oh, I, I, doubt it. I don't know either but i just want to like because if you ever heard him talk he sounds exactly like ray Liotta and goodfellas right oh yeah and I just want to play clips of Joe Pesci. But he's about as but he's about as tall as Joe Pesci. As Joe Pesci yeah. Right, exactly. Well, Ray, yeah. <laughs> and he probably quit smoking with Chantix. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny, like like for like three or two or three years running in the playoffs, Ray Liotta commercials were like my favorite commercials because they had last couple years was the chantix and then before that was the cuervo commercials that were like in super stop focus and he would just drink the cuervo and go ha, 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 ha. you remember those yeah <laughs> anyway uh ray Liotta, uh tangent but yeah i don't think mike Longbardi's on the team but we'll have to we'll have to confirm that so my god he can't be if he no. if he is we have to do a podcast with him but but the fun thing is is he's real easy to overlook well, by the way, he w- yeah, right. He wouldn't matter, honestly. Oh yeah, team. no. Like they're not going to play defense, so no, it really won't matter. I just hate the fact that he'd be around trying to even like have any sort of impact on teaching fundamentals to these young kids now. <laughs> yeah, no. He, he I wouldn't trust him to coach an eighth grade team. No, no. He's he's one of I. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, but. Yeah, I mean, as far as the Cavs, they really didn't do much. They got an incomplete, I think. Well, let's talk about Jr. though. Let's yeah, let's absolutely. Spend a so couple Jr. Minutes. Smith uh, took one for the team and got a. I think he got an extra half million dollars to basically uh, extend his date out and of his buyout date, and they ended up buying him out. But I mean, I'll always have good memories of Jr. Oh yeah, yeah. right. What's your favorite memory of Jr. going to be? God, so many. Oh man, I all right, I gotta all right. say. So let's let's say how it, favorite favorite good memory and favorite like just ridiculous memory. Okay, okay. So my favorite ridiculous memory has got to be got to be throwing soup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he threw soup at Damon Jones. And who among <laughs> us? Who amongst us has not wanted to throw soup at Damon Jones? I mean. True, true. Let let he who is without sin cast the first cast bowl. the first bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nate. Um, all right. Well, I would say you know my probably the the the, the happiest moment was probably that dunk he that alley oop dunk he threw down against his old team the Knicks. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. behind the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was um, thrown to him by Iman Shumpert, yep. former Knicks teammate. Yeah, yeah. I would say the best, like what I what I'll always remember about Jr. is um, those threes that he hit in Game uh, Four against the Bulls in Chicago when the Cavs were just stuck in the mud and couldn't get anything going, and then he just like hit shots that. You know, were bad shots, but you know, Jr. could make bad shots, kind of thing. And uh, 
and he knocked them down, and it brought the they were down like nine, and he hit two or three shots in a row, and it brought them back in the game. And then that was the game where LeBron hit the called off David Blatt's play and <laughs> hit the, hit the buzzer beater after Blatt got lucky that he wasn't scratched called, it called for a technical foul. Yeah, All right. Yeah. I, I love shirtless Jr. at the parade. Oh That's yeah, that my was... favorite ridiculous Jr. moment with Nate's the Nate's uh, champagne picture that he yes. got. <laughs> Jr. Smith versus T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you see at the celebrity softball game? For yeah, the, <laughs> that's that so he, awesome. He was shirtless, but the guy that was behind the plate catching the ball when he was up to bat was wearing one of those Jr. tattoo body shirts. No. Yeah. I did not see I saw that he was shirtless, but I didn't see the catcher. That's awesome. I will say this about JR. I don't think I don't think there's a Cav from that team who loves Cleveland, the city, more than JR Smith. Yeah, you could be right. I, I think even totally even LeBron. True. Even LeBron. Like I think LeBron loves loves Akron and I think he loves Northeastern Ohio. I'm not so sure LeBron loves Cleveland, even though the Cleveland is free line, all that stuff. And I mean, I'm sure he does to a degree, but like J.R. Smith loved living in Cleveland. He loved, yeah. you could just tell every event he was at, he just had so much joy for. He loved the city. I think the only people he had issue with were the ownership of the, you know, front office of the team with what they said and what how they changed tact, you know, when. Kevin Love went down and and uh you know the injury bug struck early early on and Tyron Lue couldn't win a game and they fired him. So, you know, I, I wouldn't expect anything else from JR to speak out that way, but I don't think he I don't think he it was ever meant to to hurt the team and I don't think he's ever had any ill will towards the fans. Everything oh, I've no. seen like he just he just loved loved the city. So, well, I think he had a lot of fun while he was here. And when he came here, it was a total redemption because he yeah, was, was basically was. the price for uh, trading for Amon Shumpert was eating J.R. Smith's contract. Yep. And I mean, and they gave away a draft pick to take those guys. Yeah. And yeah, that's crazy to think about. Good memory. And Deion Waiters. Yep. Yeah. Well, Deion Waiters. Yeah. Went to it was like a three way deal and he went to Oklahoma City. Right. Yeah. It was all part of the same deal, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was a three deal. Yeah. yeah. And But then but then I mean, you know, look, he wound up he he was here longer than Shump. He probably had more of an impact on that on that that title than Shump did. Oh yeah. Although Shump did play some good D on the stretch. At I times. Remember, yeah. I remember thinking like Ty Lue has to be the dumbest coach ever to be putting Shumpert in this game in this situation, but yeah, I mean yeah. Well, and J.R. Smith was... Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 you're good. I was going to say, J.R. Smith is uh, kind of the ultimate example of what David Wood talked about, of the kinds of players that you needed to beat the Warriors, and that was super high-variance players. And J.R. Yes. Smith was a super high-variance player. Yes. I mean, he was a Daryl Morey. High yeah. highs and low lows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get hot. Yeah, I well, mean, it doesn't it doesn't look like he's gonna wind up with the Lakers? That's for sure. Yeah, and I guess uh, the one today was uh, that he's got to work out in Milwaukee. 
And Actually, not a bad fit for him. It's not a bad fit, and of course, you know there was a lot of talk about how many times J.R. Smith destroyed Atlanta. <laughs> That's well, true. because I was looking at the 2015 game logs, and immediately after that Chicago series, J.R. Smith and dro- came out and dropped 28 in Game One against Atlanta. Yeah, at Atlanta, which is fantastic. Yeah, and so that would be a good fit. Um, oh, I'm gonna go my uh, my other two. So I have two on-the-court moments that are my favorite on-the-court moments. I mean, obviously, the off-the-court is the fling and suit. But on-the-court, the just famous, the what-the-f moment was when he threw that beyond the bat, that over-the-shoulder alley-oop to the trailing LeBron. Yeah. Which was one of the greatest alley-oops in playoff history. Um, and then the other one was, of course, the eight points at the beginning of the third quarter of Game 7, which I think... yeah is the reason people in this town, one of the reasons people in this town absolutely Yeah. And because he loved them. I mean, J.R. was always a guy who wore his heart on his sleeve. He has a very kind of Cleveland attitude. Oh, yeah. You know, wear your heart on your sleeve, work hard, you know, not a lot of guile there. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, J.R. Smith will always, he never has to pay for a drink in this town ever. Or, NBA, uh, cha- NBA champion, J.R. Yeah, Smith. Yeah, absolutely. And that championship, I mean, I don't think they win it without him. They needed somebody. Nope. No, I don't think so either. Just to right unconsciously hit shots. And yep. that was one thing he did. Yep. And and provided many great quotes. And also him crying afterwards, you know. Oh, yeah, with his dad and everything. And yeah. talking about his daughter and how much he's grown up in the last few years. And. Like I was dead set against him coming to this team. I most mean, most of us were. I mean, yeah. we just thought it's not the right way, but I mean, he was tying people's <laughs> untying people's <laughs> shoelaces and... together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I I want to remember him for those things rather than the the last five seconds of of game one from yeah. two years two years ago. Because yeah. unfortunately, I think that that image will stick with him nationally for a long time but yeah. i think we can all remember him for a lot of really good things aside from that well and i think in cleveland a lot of people didn't really think they had a shot to win that series anyway no and that would have been a huge a huge upset for them to w- won that game yeah or won that series yeah i mean they i think winning that game would they had a shot at that game but yeah but winning that series for sure was a long way to go and yeah. and yeah and he had some rough moments on the court too i mean it's funny that we talk about the chicago series in 2014 or 15 but he was actually suspended for the first two games of that series because he elbowed um damari no he 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 hit him with the back of his fist. Oh, that's the, right. Oh, Jay Crowder. Face. Jay Crowder. He dropped Crowder, him. Yeah. Dropped him and knocked him out cold. Yeah. And he's like, he didn't even have any weight in, and he hurt his knee when he fell. Yeah. It's still yeah. weird. I'm st- it's still so crazy. They were teammates. Yeah. Yeah. In in 2017-18. Yeah, and and in a way, I think we all kind of. I mean, he also added some toughness and a little bit of crazy that Cleveland needed. Yep. Yeah. He was he was unpredictable. Yeah, I mean, and I remember him getting. Didn't he get suspended in the playoffs in later seasons for? Well, I know he got ejected um, from games. He had the. Uh, yeah, 
I'm trying to remember what happened in the. Didn't he get something in the Chicago series? Remember that was a. That was kind of a that, in, that whole playoff in 2016 or 2015. What was who did Kendrick Perkins lay out? Um, well, that was that same game of he, he didn't lay him out. He was he was coming after him though. Crowder. He was okay. no, not Crowder. Um. Oh yeah, he laid yeah. out. He came after Crowder, but it was also everybody was gunning for Olenek. And you remember oh, uh, right. Brad Stevens took oh, Olenek yeah. out. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, what could have been? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been one of the... And I remember him getting kicked out of games for basically body-checking people on screens. And that's one of the things... Um, uh, there's a guy who writes for Fear the Sword, and I, I, I can't remember his name, but um, he basically talks about how J.R. Smith is probably one of the best ball-screening guards in the NBA. Like, sure. J.R. Smith on the pit. You remember... Oh, the yeah, I'll never forget. I'll never forget when J.R. Smith checked Andre Iguodala into Steph Curry and set a double pick. And yeah. that was uh, that was when the Cavs started to turn around. I did a whole – I wrote a whole article about that. Yeah. And, remember? Yeah. Remember because at the end of that series, like, nothing that made sense was happening. Yeah. Like, all the things you would think of based on the regular season were not true. And I remember just being like, throw out what you think you know. <laughs> because, yeah. 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 Well, let's talk about um, – Okay, speaking of – Throw out what you think you know. <laughs> 2016, J.R. Smith played 37 minutes a game in the finals. So it wasn't like he was a minor part of this team's playoff run. Oh, know. no, he was he was right there. I'd say he was right there with R.J. on that next tier down. Well, I was going to say, to, to to kind of broach into our into the, the larger topic, the, you know, forget what you, what you think is going to happen, the... Aside from the Cavs not doing literally anything this summer, every other NBA team seems like they have, with yeah. stars moving around to to uh, just about every every destination possible. Yes. Yeah, so, kind of what I was thinking for this, and I'll just uh, leave it at J.R. Smith in 2016. Yeah, like Tom said, the the ball screens kind of started turning that series around. And, yeah, he played 37 minutes a game and averaged 11 points that were much needed. But we'll, we'll say Vaya Candias, J.F. Smith, and then I was just going to go through the teams and maybe everybody give a letter grade on how their offseason went. All right. And um, Or you don't even have to give a letter grade. You can give an abstract grade, like, you know, in and out cheeseburger. Um, and uh, and we'll, we'll kind of go through. And so let's take uh, the... So we'll just do it east to west, All right. you know, le- least to first. Um, let's start out with uh, divisions. We've got, uh, well, let's talk about Toronto Raptors since, you know, they won the championship. What would you give their offseason? Uh, uh, a D? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's not really their fault, but it was bad. Um, well, there was only really one thing they could keep Kawhi or lose Kawhi, right? Right. And they, as Tom said, that wasn't their fault. Kawhi right. just chose to go back to L.A. And had they not been able to pry, <laughs> had the Clippers been reluctant at all to, to cough up four number one draft picks over the next five years to OKC and not gotten uh, Paul George too, then I think he would be back in Toronto trying to defend the the title. So, I don't know. I mean, they still 
they still have a decent young core there. I mean, Pascal Siakam is going to be a problem for Eastern teams coming up still. Um, didn't they sign somebody else too? I thought I thought they signed another. Or did they they re-sign a big man? Gasol stayed, right? Yeah, yeah. Gasol opted in. Danny Green left. Yeah, and, Danny. Uh, they lost Danny Green too. Yeah. Yeah, Thank and Danny. I. I think they might have signed. Oh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. They signed. That's who it was. Jefferson. Yeah, that's a that's a nice low key pickup for them. Yeah, I mean he's going to play some three four for them. You know, Rondé Hollis Jefferson's a guy that if he could ever figure out how to shoot, he could be a really good player. But yeah. the, the problem is, is he plays a hybrid three four in a league where you have to be able to shoot to play that position. So. Yeah. Or to stay on the floor anyway. I think I give Toronto. Uh, I give Toronto an, an incomplete. Just because, I mean, what what can you do? You, you know, I mean, it's not like they couldn't have. There's nothing more they could have done to keep Kawhi. They won a championship. Yeah, I I give uh, Toronto a C teacher for conference. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna make a prediction right there's now. There's a lot of extenuating circumstances. Toronto, I think, is a team that could make a play for Brad Beal at the at oh, the deadline. Yeah, possibly. That would, they'd be solid. If they had him, for sure, yeah, he could I mean, fill some of that scoring void. Or maybe, maybe they eat the wall contract just to. Uh, maybe they move Lowry and eat the wall contract to get Brad Beal. I, I doubt it. I think Lowry is sort of. Well, no, just as a because you got to have matching salary, and you, <laughs> and I don't think he has many years left on his deal. So. Yeah, you mean Lowry? Yeah. Because Wall's got about fifteen. <laughs> yeah, what Wall? They're going to be paying him like uh, the guy you said earlier. <laughs> God, I'm so bad. Oh, Bobby, Chris, yeah. Chris Paul, yeah. or Bobby, no, Bobby Benilla. Benilla. Yeah. Well, think about that though. Those those are the. It's crazy that two of the most untradeable contracts in Chris Paul and yeah, Russ, moved Russ Westbrook got moved for each other, yeah. and then John Wall's the other one. You yeah. know, it kind of reminds me of the. Um, the Larry Hughes for Ben Wallace. Yeah, a little bit. Although, still, I mean, still, these guys are <laughs> both of a orders of magnitude better than those guys. But yeah, but although similarly, I will say ben they Wallace, had toxic contracts. Yeah, and Ben wow. Wallace was actually a really good player at one point, and I don't think Larry Hughes was ever a really good player. <laughs> for yeah. one year, he was the one year that 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 <laughs> yeah, mattered that one for contract here in Washington, which contract here. Was a um, a trivia question Tom asked me at the baseball game the other day was who did the Cavs beat in the first round in two thousand seven? Second round. Well, I asked, then I asked first round. I was shocked you oh, didn't know so, that. One. Uh, yeah, who was it? The Wizards. The That's who I was saying. Wasn't wasn't no? That's who was the first round. And my question no. to you was who did they beat in the second? Oh, round? I don't even. I can't even remember now. You told me the, the other day it was the Nets. <laughs> there we go. Okay. All right. So speaking of the Nets. What yep. grade do you give them? Um, I give the Nets the. I'm going to give the Nets the the uh, the sucker punch. <laughs> okay. Uh, award because I feel like they sucker punched their own <laughs> uh, their own. They were yeah, they were having some great growth with some of these young homegrown guys, and a lot of people say, "Yeah, you got to swing for the fences and get get both these guys." I, I, Kyrie Irving has shown that he can't be. He's a cancer, man. He he's is. a cancer. And then 
Kevin Durant's not going to play this year. No. And I don't know if Kevin Durant's ever going to be Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant again. He may be 80% of Kevin Durant, but I don't know, man. Is that a you're, yeah. you're you're putting all your money in these guys. You're sacrificing that really kind of kind of homegrown youth and, movement and you've had really going that you work so hard for. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. That could, so that could grade, end badly. My grade is four Freuds because they're going to need four <laughs> Freuds for that locker room. <laughs> because it is going to be a freaking gong show in that locker room with, with crazy nutty Kyrie Irving and the second most insufferable dude in the NBA in Kevin Durant, who who won't be in that locker room that often, but and I agree with you, we may not that may be a lot of sunk money in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving that they may have a very hard time getting off of. And yep, yep. aside from those two guys, they are deep. I mean, I will give them that. They just signed uh Garrett Temple. They yeah, they signed Temple, they signed um God, I'm bad with names tonight. Um, the rat, uh, the Herculoid. Oh, Ellington. Yeah, Ellington. Oh, they yeah, signed yeah. Ellington, and they he, he had I, a good season last year. Yeah, I mean he's I'm he's a guy I was kind of shocked that the Lakers didn't want. Oh, just... did they just sign uh our your your our guy from uh, that we wanted to keep in the Cavs too? Oh yeah, and they signed Nwaba. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, which I don't understand why he signed there because he's never going to play. No, but. And Nawaba always signs places that he's never going to play. <laughs> yeah, you'd think a guy like that would want to go to a team where he could play a lot and get noticed and get a very good contract. But, Tom, do you have a grade for the Nets? Um, I mean, I'll give them a B. Just, I mean, okay. you know, they 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 cashed in. Um, I mean, it could go well, right? I just... Sure, I, I keep I keep coming back to... You know, Kyrie is not a tough player, and Durant is not a tough player. They're talented players. Yeah. And, you know, in the playoffs especially, it, it can be great to just be a good shot maker or whatever when you've got really tough guys on your team to handle all the other junk. But in the regular season, I, I don't I don't like either of those guys. KD's going to have to get a few more burner accounts if he wants to defend Ky- <laughs> oh, the crazy yeah. stuff that Kyrie says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and they also signed DeAndre Jordan. I forgot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they yeah, really what is are going to need for Did you read that Zach Lowe article where he said the only skill DeAndre Jordan has left is being friends with good players? <laughs> <laughs> that is a killer line. And they got Tareen Prince. Um, yeah, and they, I mean, they're really deep, but I also think there's not going to be enough balls to go around and they're going to have some annoyed players. I mean, well, I just feel like, like DeAndre is such a redundancy when you've already got a young yeah. version of him in Jared Allen. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, Moving on. And, and then you've got, um, well, I think they wanted somebody with a little bit more bulk to, uh, cause Jared Allen just got abused by, um, we, Embiid. <laughs> We have to do this faster or we're going to... Speaking of Embiid, so Philadelphia now has all the centers. <laughs> um, so uh, what do you give the Philadelphia 76ers the, of, that now have an enormous salary cap obligation? I give them a C because, I mean, they lost Jimmy Butler. And, yeah, now they're capped out, and I don't think they got better. No. Uh, I give them a 76%. <laughs> That's about a C, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guys they signed 
they have a lot of really tall guys that can't shoot. Well, they lost JJ Redick. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler. So like, oh, I forgot about shooting? Redick. Yeah. Where's the shooting coming from? Tobias Harris is the best shooter on the team now. Which is not good. No, I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, he's a good shooter, but. No, I mean, but that's not good if yeah. Tobias Harris is your best shooter. No, and they got Josh Richardson, and they got Al Horford, and then they got my boy Kylo Quinn, and they got Ben Simmons, and they got Zahair Smith and Matisse Tybel. I mean, they're going to be winning games like 80 to 78. Yeah. <laughs> they got Throwback. James Dennis. I'm, I'm going to give them uh, three bricks for their offseason. So <laughs> that's my grade. Three bricks. Okay, what about the Boston Celtics? Ha! I'm going to give him an N. Needs improvement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but were we all delighted to see the Celtics just have a major failure in this offseason? Yes. Very del- I mean, EG, I kept thinking of you every time. Oh, man. <laughs> this, here's this a, here's guy. the thing, though. Here's this the thing, guy. though. This guy will probably have a better year this year. Oh, yeah. Because, because he's got tryhards. Yeah. yeah, he's tryhards, and he doesn't have. Yeah. He's got that really short uh, point guard, Carson, the Carson Edwards. What's his name? Yeah, I agree. They I showed a picture of him next to next to um, Taco Fall, and I think the difference <laughs> was an entire six foot person. I mean, they do actually have a lot of guys you can root for on the squad. They do have Taco Fall. They do have. Um, they got rid of Semi Ojale, the uh, the three hundred pound problem. wing. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't he the guy that Tyloo couldn't plan for? Semi-Ojale? No, that wasn't Semi-Ojale. It was... Uh, oh, that was... Sure? I thought it was no. OG Ananobi. No, no, it was oh, Semi-Ojale. Uh, no, I think... Um, no, you're right. right. It was Semi-Ojale. I remember that name because I kept doing the, the Beck song. Ojale. <laughs> Ojale. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, Could not plan for Ojale. And they got Ennis Cantor and they... Oh, God. That <laughs> that's insane. So that and they, they got Kemba, though. Did you see... I, I don't like Ennis Cantor, but that troll that he had was amazing. He picked number 11, which was Kyrie's old number. <laughs> and he said something about how, like, no one ever will wear it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's a great I mean, he troll. is the ultimate NBA troll troller. Yeah. yeah and then, but, man, so... I don't get that team. That team's weird, man. I think they got to get rid of Gordon Hayward, right? Yeah, but... I mean, even weirder teams. Let's talk about the offseason of the New York Knicks. <laughs> oh. But wait, before we do, okay, I'm... just real quick, just real quick. That, I mean, as I know how much you, you despise the Kyrie trade, but how'd that work out for Boston? Not so well, <laughs> not, right? Not so good. <laughs> so, all things being equal. Although, you, yeah, I... I, I I guess it's an incomplete still. We'll see how Colin Sexton develops. So yeah, we'll right now I'm happy with it, but right, I wasn't move on happy to the when Knicks. all these guys were getting six draft picks for superstars. Yeah, but that's so. different. They no, they had different, to. Yeah. Different they eras. had to because no, no, I'm saying because literally uh, Kawhi held a gun to their head and was like, "Hey, I'm only coming here if you get Paul George." Yeah. They did what they had to do to get Paul George. <laughs> Anyways, well, moving go. on to the Knicks. So the Knicks, the team that signed. Not one, not two, not three, but four power forwards in free agency. And not even good ones. Yeah, they signed like $75 million with the power forwards. Ugh. Yeah, it's so fantastic. I got into a big Twitter beef with um, somebody the other day. Stephen A. Smith? 
No, some random Knicks fan, and I was just ruthlessly trolling him. And I was like, he was like, the Knicks know what they're doing. They're going to flip these guys. I was like, you're right. They absolutely know what they do, and they should play all these guys at once. <laughs> and they may also have drafted the biggest bust in the draft in R.J. Barrett, who had a ruthlessly inefficient uh, summer league. So we'll combined with Kevin Knox, who also was ruthlessly inefficient last year. I think it's real good on NBA 2K, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Knicks could at conceivably be worse than the Cavs next year. Boy, that'd be insane. That'd something. be crazy. Yeah, I did actually like the Alfred Payton signing. So we'll see how that goes. I miss his hair. Yeah, I, I do. But he actually has turned into one of the better assist guys in the NBA. He's like a poor man's Ricky Rubio now. <laughs> I give I give the the Knicks three dumpster fires. <laughs> three dumpster fires. I, I give them. Um, well, go ahead, Tom. No, I mean I I I give them three clown faces. I just think they're <laughs> they're a circus. They have been for a while. They're not the mecca of basketball. They're the circus of basketball. Yeah, I give them uh, one Charles Oakley. <laughs> <laughs> He's not allowed there anymore, Nate. Yeah, right? it's true, but he can mercilessly troll them. So let's hit the central. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks, I got to give them a C. I didn't love their offseason. They lost a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah. Malcolm Brogdon will hurt for sure. Yeah, going to a division rival, no less. Yeah. I would have paid Brogdon before I paid Middleton. Really? Yep. Well, it's. Interesting and, take. I mean, I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just I would have definitely paid him, paid him before I paid Lopez. I mean, he's younger, so he's got maybe more of a ceiling there. I think Brogdon's gonna be really good in Indiana. Oh, I do too. I think he is one of the better young two way players in the NBA, and they've got him in the they've got him in his prime for four years. Look, if if Giannis works on his on his outside shot all summer. It's going to be really hard to beat Milwaukee in the yeah. East. Well, plus they have both Lopez brothers now. Yeah. Oh, they got Robin? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, and they, they're like tweeting about how NBA mascots beware. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, give no, them. I mean, the thing that absolutely hamstrung them was that Eric Bledsoe extension that just looks awful. Like, it looked well, awful a just... month after they signed it because he was terrible in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, which is a theme. Yeah. yeah. And then I give him the... Wes Matthews, and I, I got to think Dante DiVincenzo is going to get a bigger role this year with uh, Brogdon gone. And who's the other? Uh, DJ Wilson is a rookie. And who's the other guy they got? Uh, I guess it's Sterling Brown. They... Didn't they draft a point guard? Yeah, that, was, I... uh, that was DJ Wilson. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give them the a... The George Lopez Award for too many Lopez's. <laughs> nice, uh, Tom. Um, I'm gonna give him the Mallory Eardens Award for. Um, they'll be pretty, but they won't matter. <laughs> oh, oh, that was brutal. I'm gonna give him uh, the Ilyasova Lopez Award for the guys they're gonna trade for Danilo Gallinari at the deadline. So ah, okay. So, I mean, he just seems destined to move into that Miritich spot as Miritich went back to Europe. 
Yeah, which we were talking about that, the game. That's kind of crazy. That's nuts. So the Pacers, I think, might have had as good of offseason as... Yeah, they had a great offseason. Yeah. I mean, what about the Heat, though? Or I'll I'll let you keep going, but... Well, maybe we'll 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 just do the East today, and then we'll do the West next week. And we'll get to the Heat before the end of the podcast. But, um, yeah, I I thought their offseason was fantastic for the Pacers. I don't know about you guys, but... Yeah, well, they would have been. I think they would have been a really tough out in the playoffs had uh, Oladipo not got hurt. So. Oh, absolutely. And then, I mean, they did lose um, Bogdanovich to the uh, Kings, but they replaced no him. the Hawks, right? Not the Hawks, the uh, Jazz. The Jazz. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, there's two Bogdanoviches. The other one plays for the Kings. Yeah, um, yeah. I actually got my names right on that one. And they signed Jeremy Lamb. Lamb, they got T.J. Warren, Warren, and they got um, Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, I think that's they're the great... opposite of the Cavs. They have they have so many wings. They're like a, they're like a uh, <laughs> they're like a, a presidential library. Oh, nice. oh, nice. nice, very, very well, well done there. Um, yeah, the one thing that's really going to hurt them, really going to hurt them, is they lost the best player in the NBA. Thad Young. Thad, Thad, Thad Young. Young. <laughs> the legend. The only player ever. Did he go to, to Chicago? He did go yeah, to Chicago. Yeah, he did. did. God. And, they're, and they're social media. I don't know first. what Chicago's doing. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So what, oh, wait, do we all talk, give the Pacers an Indiana. A? Yeah, I give the Pacers an A. I give the Pacers I give an a, a. I give them a French lick. A. <laughs> nice. Uh, so Chicago Bulls um, had an odd offseason. They did sign... Thad Young to be they signed the all of the war, all of the former wizards, <laughs> right? Which we yeah. saw how it turned out when the wizards were on the wizards. Actually, so. they signed all all but Beal, the they the better wizards, I guess. Yeah. They have Thomas Sadoransky, Porter, Porter and Sadoransky now. Right? Yeah, uh, Porter. No, they don't have Porter. Kevin Porter yeah, they do. Jr. Oh, no, yeah. the other Porter. Uh. The other Porter. Auto Porter? Auto Porter. Auto Porter. Do they have Auto Porter? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, he might be all right. Actually, I think that was a I deadline was... trade. Last oh, yeah, I see him. Yeah, Auto yes. Porter Jr. Yeah, but he makes $27 million. But, yeah, I mean, they have an odd team. If Markkinen continues to develop and if Wendell Clark develops, um, they're another team with I too many don't know what forwards, unfortunately. I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know what, if they're trying to win or lose or draw. Uh, well, the problem is they don't know what they want to do either. So. Yeah. A lot of people are saying they don't want to spend any money and they just want to sell. So. They're like the new Charlotte. Yeah. Oh, Charlotte. Oh, no. Yeah, they're a team that could desperately... Well, and they drafted Kobe White. Yeah, I'll give them a... Uh, I'll give them uh, a three Reinsdorfs. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, what do you give Chicago? Um, <laughs> I'll give um, I'll give um. <sighs> I will give them EG while Tom's thinking what he can. I'll give him I'll give him half a day old deep dish. Oh, oh, that's rough. <laughs> that's hard to eat a day later when it's all dried out. <laughs> yeah, the bulls are hard. Hard I'm not to a deep dish figure fan. out. Oh, what? No. I'm not a deep dish Get pizza fan. No, Ohio pizza, which thin is crust kind of medium what? crust. Well, that's only Southern Ohio. Cleveland is Chicago style for the most no, part. No, not deep dish. No, well, uh, it's it's close, but it's not the same. But there's only one it's Chicago a lot style pizza to with like Chicago three inches than... of cheese on it. Yeah, I, I which why would you not want that? I, I don't. I'm so confused. <laughs> not not a ha- not a day later. 
No. Well, no. I, I, that's just too much cheese. I like to spread it out. Dude, it's gotta be never a nice... enough. There's never, know. that's it's not gotta a, be that's a good a... ratio of dough to sauce to cheese to top. Who's next? <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, they get an incomplete. <laughs> I, I, yeah, they do get an incomplete because until we see how these rookies play, we have no idea. I'll give them. Uh, <laughs> I'll give them uh, three J.R. Smith uh, body T-shirts. I'm going to give them 17 slack-jawed yawns. <laughs> okay, <laughs> nice. Okay, um, Orlando Magic. I don't know what they did. I, I don't either. Oh, they I, re-signed I, um, their center. I give Who's him a, I give oh, him an Epcot. He was an I, I give him an Vucevic. Epcot treadmill award. Vucevic. Uh, they re-signed Terrence. Wright. They basically ran the whole thing back. Yeah, let's run back the team that won what thirty. That barely games made last the playoffs. Year? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna give them an F because gonna... <laughs> they did not want to spend money. Like, you think about a team that would have been absolutely perfect for Russell Westbrook to go to? Like, that team desperately needs a point guard. I mean, your point guard that you're starting, DJ Augustin, is 5'11". Like, how would they... And a, and a, and a like, career backup. Like, they just seem content to be an eighth seed. Like, why would you... They don't seem... Yeah, I give them an F. If you ain't trying... And they, they won't even be that this year. Yeah. No, they won't. Not in the East. Not unless somebody him, on that team makes the leap, and I don't think Aaron Gordon's got it in him. I give him an Epcot treadmill. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tom, uh, the Magic? Um, They get a uh, flesh-eating bacteria. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> From the intercoastal waterways of Florida? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. They, get a, they get a flesh-eating bacteria swamp. Oh, wow. That's brutal. Okay, so the the Charlotte Hornets uh, get a thousand crying Jordans from me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, I'm sorry, a, a thousand age algorithm crying Jordans from me. <laughs> I just give them one big WTF sign. I yeah, I mean honestly, if you want to go back and say where they screwed up, it was not trading Kemba Walker last year and just letting him walk for nothing. I mean, yeah. they were literally betting against him not making all or, the day. You know, they didn't or, or, you know, letting letting go the guy that they wouldn't trade for or three or four first-round <laughs> picks for in Frank, 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 Frank the, the Tank Kaminsky. Yeah. They cut oh, him, right? Man. Yeah, because... Did they, they cut him? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, although nothing beats Gumdrop Bear. No, no. Like, Mike, <laughs> didn't he just sign with somebody Gumdrop Bear? I believe so. Yeah, he did. The I saw he was Suns, on. I thought. Oh, I thought maybe it was a Chinese team. No, no, I think it's a. I think it's a. Was it no, a the G? Clippers. <laughs> oh, maybe he might actually do all right there. Oh no, no, uh, the Rockets. Mm. The Rockets. Uh, they signed him two days ago, and I don't think there's a guarantee there, but he will be on their training camp roster along with Tyson Chandler. So, actually, oh, Tyson Chandler, look, man. If, if if you can. Resurrect your career. Houston's a place to do it. Like, what's <laughs> All you got to do is roll then... and shoot. That's right. And rebound. Yeah. You don't and have you to play e- defense. Instantly increase your value. Yeah. That's true. All I right. mean, he could be the uh, homeless man Sean Marion there. Well, we'll talk about him <laughs> next time. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do we have left? The Heat? Uh, yeah. So who? Oh, so we all just basically 
are just giving up. Like they should just move Charlotte. I mean, that was, it oh, was yeah. a horrible off season. I give them an expansion notice yeah. or a, a, D, a contraction <laughs> notice. Yeah, they get relegated to the G League. They should be shipped to Seattle. Yeah, they should be replaced with the Yakima Sun Kings. Okay, Miami Heat, Tom. You, you've, um, been, you've been chomping I, at the bit. Yeah, I give them a. Uh, I give them a. Whew. That's your grade. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm not as clever as you guys. I'm thinking. I will give the Heat a. Uh, Pat, <laughs> the I, I will give. I will give the Heat a. Um, Pat Riley <laughs> Rogaine. Nice. He's just, he, you know, he, he, they remain interesting. Oh, I that that's fair. They do remain interesting, and they didn't have to give up Dragic to do it. Uh, so, I give him a uh, one more sockless curmudgeon. This will be his last gasp. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, you look at what they did. They moved out Whiteside. They got Myers Leonard. They I, I think side. That's they, nice. I they became a really solid six seed. <laughs> okay, yeah. that, that might be fair. I, 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 would, I think they could be a little better than that. But The only thing I think that there's a... So if Tyler Harrow is actually good and Justice Winslow makes a leap, which he showed flashes of that last year and he's only 23 going into 24, that could be a really good team, but I don't see it happening yet. I and Jimmy Butler is a guy that sucks all the air out of the room. Yeah, but he's still pretty good. He is still pretty good, but he's he better be for as much as they're paying him. Right. Yeah. And they'll I didn't find think a way they to, they'll ever... find a way to get Chris Paul by the trade deadline, I'm sure. You think? Yeah. Them or that's the one the place Lakers. That, that's the one place that makes sense for him. Or the Lakers. No. No, they'd have to buy him out. They're not buying that out. Okay, there's no way OKC buys that out. No, no, no. I mean, the Lakers have enough contracts to trade for Chris Paul. No, they don't. Who? I thought it was all the other guys. They they basically filled that. Third you mean the whole rest with. of their team? No, well, it never stopped them before. <laughs> they 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 do not. Okay. I've, they are capped out. Yeah. No, unless, I actually unless unless OKC literally stretched and paid what the last three or whatever years remaining of Chris Paul's ridiculous salary. There's no way there's no way that, that the Lakers can could pick him up. Yeah. I mean to me, uh this this Heat team is proof that literally right now players control the NBA because I didn't think there was any way in hell the Heat had the con the assets or the contracts to get Jimmy Butler and somehow he finagled his way to the Heat. And I don't even understand why Philly did it, but I guess they did, and now now he is a heedle. So <laughs> the new heedles. So I yeah I give I give them uh, fifteen heedles. Okay. Eg, anything to add? Oh, you gave him a sockless curmudgeon. Sorry. Yeah, so. I gave him I gave him one last sockless curmudgeon. Okay, so the Washington Wizards, Tom, your favorite, the team you most love to hate. Oh my God, I give them. Uh, Five John Wall chest bumping press conferences. <laughs> I, I give them. They seem like an entire roster built to be traded later, except for Rui Hachimura, who I think will be the worst 
player in this draft. Um, I give them, yeah, five, uh, 10 players to be named later. I give them 14 Washington Generals. Nice, nice. And then finally, we end on the Atlanta Hawks, who kind of had an interesting... Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Um, I give them a... Uh, a... Uh, a, uh, <laughs> I was going to say something about Danny Ferry and Lou Aldang, but yeah, let, I might let's not, not, not be appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say they've got a little something in them, but I wasn't going to say what oh, Ferry But I was just going to make the reference. No, I was going to say they've got a little spunk in them. Yeah, no, they, they, yeah, I mean, I think they're still a year or two away, but yeah. I think they'll be uh, they'll surprise some people on some nights, and I think you know they'll their their lack of experience will ultimately catch up to them. But I think yeah, like a, a year or well, two from now, yeah. it could be like the the how the, we felt about remember how we felt about the Bucks like three years ago? We just kept waiting for them to yeah. take the next step, and then they finally did this year, sort of. Yeah. Well, I, I think, think they're set up better than the Bucks because you look at the guys they have; they basically added. Thirty-three, seventy-five million dollars, or no, about sixty million dollars in salary between Parsons, Evan Turner, and Alan Crabb basically ate that salary for draft picks. Yeah. And then the next highest guy is paid seven million dollars, and that's DeAndre Hunter, who, uh, in a lot of people loved that him as a pick, and a lot of people hated him as a pick, and a, a lot of people were like, "Why did it?" Atlanta had that many draft picks, and I don't love all the players they ended up with out of that draft, and I, I got to agree with them a little bit. Um, but they certainly have a bright future ahead of them in terms of the yeah. way they're set up. And if they can, when their cap space clears, and then they, um, before those guys' rookie contracts, or guys like Trey Young and John Collins, before their rookie extensions kick in, if they can sign some guys, they can be really set up for a while. So yeah, I give them three Donald Glovers because I do think they'll surprise some people. Ooh, nice oh, nice one! Nice, very nice. This is America, so uh, yeah, right. we won't do the Western Conference this week, but because um, we need another hour. Yeah, we would, we would. Um, and and I'll just the one thing I do want to just maybe take a little victory lap. E.g., you know, in May you called. Who did you say the Lakers were going to sign in free agency? Uh, nobody. No, you said Ray John Rondo. Oh and, yeah, and their starting center, Demarcus oh, Cousins. Demarcus, yeah, Boogie, yeah. <laughs> and who did they sign? Ray John Rondo and Demarcus and Cousins. Doing, so, yeah. Yeah. I I gotta say, EG is, is the prescient one here. And uh, well, I knew they weren't getting Kawhi, and I wondered if they were gonna try to to pivot to CP3, like. Had that whole CP3 thing happened a little earlier, they might have been yeah. a part of that instead of spending all their gap space on these other guys. But I don't know. I mean, well, we'll talk about the Lakers. I, I love the really. Palenka quote. We're going to be real players in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to yeah. be they're going to be careful because they're going to run out of LeBron's prime. Well, yep. if they haven't already, we don't know what this. Well, and is. he's gonna. I mean, they really need him in chill mode like all year long, and now he's gonna start at 
point yeah. guard they say. I mean, <laughs> uh, in in order to make the playoffs, he's gonna have to play a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and you've got you know the at least well, you've got the Iron the good Man news Anthony is, Davis. Yeah, I was, who never I was gonna say the, <laughs> yeah, the good the news Iron is Man. Anthony Davis is pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> He never gets hurt. Oh my God, is he becoming utterly insufferable? Like overnight, oh, he's everywhere. I, I don't know. I know. It's like I don't know what happens is, to these guys. The media blitz is crazy right now. I mean, well, he's already love, had his Allie Clifton interview. <laughs> I love. I love all of these talking heads saying like, "Oh, Rob Link has redeemed himself because he traded everything to get to get." Uh, Anthony Davis. People, what people don't say is that the the Pelicans still got everything oh they wanted. Yeah. No, I mean, and more from I mean, if we were doing and, the West Coast, we'd be talking about the Pelicans got an A plus 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 plus. Yeah, they got a they got a Ralphie's teacher. Yeah, and yeah. and on top of that, and on top of that, let's never forget that Rob Palinka lied to a blind man. One hundred percent. Not only that. He 100% on camera made up a complete <laughs> fabricated story about Kobe Bryant and Heath Ledger having dinner together. What? A full Did you not see the Oh, no, yeah, it was It was at the it was that last pod one of the last podcasts we did, but um yeah, Rob Polinka is on tape during they brought in these um, The Rock. The Rock. Because it's part of yeah, it's like part of the series of like speakers they had come and talk to the players last year. And Braun the Rock and the Rock was talking about different things he does to get motivated for roles. And Rob Polinka chimes in who's standing there like smuggling saying, Oh yeah, well, you know, when I used to represent when I represented Kobe, you know, Kobe wanted to, to sit he, he saw the dark night and he wanted to sit down and have dinner with Heath Ledger. And after so we, the dark night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> after the dark night. Yeah. He's like, and so I set that, that dinner up with him because he wanted to talk to him about his process. And all these players, just, even the Rock, just looking at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, sorry. What are you talking about, bro? <laughs> like, because full on, like, even if, even if um, Chris Nolan, the director of Dark Knight, would have had an early cut to show Kobe at like Christmas of of 2007 year it was, yeah. it's 2007 then that which we know i know for a fact he didn't because they were still doing massive triage to try to make the movie edited so they could actually because because uh heath ledger passed away around that time while they were making it <laughs> while they were making it and so it was yeah it was after they, they, they were still like piecing it together so the movie didn't come out till that summer so there's no – Kobe might have had dinner with Heath Ledger at some point, but not to talk about that. Because <laughs> there's no way he could have seen The Dark Knight. Unless he – it was a seance. <laughs> yeah. So – Yeah. Anyways, yeah. it's on tape. You can't forget stuff like that. And this no, is a Rob guy that Poink runs – one of the NBA's great sports. liars. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, and I'll just touch on a couple – you know, trends in the NBA. I mean, it's weird how you have these teams now in summer league that don't play anybody. Like, what is the point of that? Why are the Cavs even there if they're only going to play one or two guys? Um, And then you see teams like Memphis who are playing everybody. Um, Including your boy, Brandon Clark, but we'll talk about him later. Tore it up in summer league. Uh, Made me bang my head into the wall. 
But <laughs> summer league is summer league. A lot of guys have been summer league all stars and been terrible NBA players, and the opposite has also been true. So, or the converse. So I'm not. Well, put... remember Delhi played fairly well in summer league, no, and he I think terrible it was terrible in summer league. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was awful his first year in summer league. I was like, who oh. is this guy? He's absolutely terrible. Why is he on the court? And then he was awesome in training camp, and then in the as a rookie. Yeah, or then Dion Waiters absolutely lighting it up in summer league in his second year, and then was yeah. just a dumpster fire at times. Anyway, it's too bad Dion was was getting really good right before he got injured two well, years. I, I hope he can make a bit of a comeback this year. Well, you saw he got all ripped up, right? Remember Dion's like he's beef game. He dropped like thirty points, and on our blog, people would say Dion's a guy that could drop thirty any night, and he <laughs> that was the only thirty point game like in like three years. And it was like you can't keep saying that if just because he it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like there's yeah, a big difference was... between there's a potential and it's likely. Yeah, and the other crazy trend this offseason was all the just rampant tampering i mean all these oh, guys yeah. signing even before the moratorium lifted and you got uh Kawhi leonard calling up paul george and telling him to demand a trade so he can i mean for a guy under contract for two more years so he can go to the clippers and everybody's saying that steve Ballmer, basically everybody that's ever talked to Kawhi now has a job in the clippers organization yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah it's and it's hard to police billionaires. Yep. So this this, this country needs a wealth tax. That's that's what you take away. So you're gonna give Balmer <laughs> how many Epstein's? I'm oh oh too soon. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give. Uh, let's pivot. Let's pivot. <laughs> let's pivot. Yeah. So um, I mean, I think we've kind of beat the Cavs into the ground. I I don't know if we're ready to really talk talking about what we're excited to see this fall. I'm excited uh, for this uh, Indians playoff run. They're only three and a half games out of the out of the Central, which seems insane, especially yeah. after we watched Trevor Bauer Implode. not pitch well against the Twins uh, last weekend. But I'll yeah. tell you what, though, man, Clevenger that last game just Clevenger's looked dominant. A beast. Yeah. Well, I still insist that the 2017 playoffs, if well, I don't un- still don't understand why they took Clevenger out of the rotation. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. That's all right. That's something to look forward to. And it's we're oh, only yeah. like forty-eight days until Browns uh, till the reg- yeah. the NFL season kicks off. And J Ram J Ram's hitting again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think they all report to uh, training camp training next camp week. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Next. Uh, next. I want to say Thursday. Yeah, like a week from today. Well, yeah. when, when we're recording the podcast, but yeah. Yeah. So it's exciting, and uh, it's I exciting. don't know, you guys got anything to pitch, any stories? Um, what were we going to talk about at the end of the podcast? Oh, favorite, oh our favorite uh, sports movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good good call. So get. Uh, how about everybody give their, their top five? Okay. All right. Uh, go first, DG. You want me to go first? Well, you're okay. well. You're the movie buff, and Tom seems to stammer forever whenever I ask him to <laughs> name anything. All tonight. right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, top five. Can I do it in no particular order? Because I Absolutely. don't know if I can. Absolutely. So Hoosiers. Hoosiers is a top five. Uh, I haven't seen that in forever. The Natural is a top five. Um, 
Field of Dreams, I think, would be top five. Um, God, I don't know if I can limit it. Because uh, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Major League. Just because it's, I I don't think I don't think you can, I I I think that's perfectly legitimate. And then I'll top it off with a, I'll top it off with with a, a rare with an unexpected one because this is a movie that I watched probably probably twenty five times as a kid, um, growing up with early like early cable early like I think HBO and Showtime and stuff was. Uh, we, that soccer movie Victory with okay. Sylvester Stallone and and uh, um, what's his name? Uh, who's the guy who just played Alfred in the Batman movies? Uh, Michael, Michael Caine. Caine. Yeah. Yep. And nice. like Chris, yeah, like a bunch of guys. Jeffrey or uh, Max von Sydow's in it. Bunch of like actual soccer players. Pele was in it. But just a really great, it's like you know, great escape kind of sports movie. Nice. That's mine. That, that's a pretty good, pretty good lineup to me. Tom, what do you got? All right, I definitely have Field of Dreams. I have The Natural. Um, then I'm gonna go Sandlot, Sandlot and, and Rocky. Oh yeah. Well. Um, and I, I like the. I don't know. I I love Hoosiers, but I think I've just. I've seen it enough that I don't know. It's it's for whatever reason it's not a movie that I'm like every year I gotta watch it, um, but I do like it, so I don't know. And I, I'll go Hoosiers. I'll go Hoosiers. That's what about you, Nate? Um. So <laughs> this is funny. I was just I was trying to get some ideas, and I just I I don't think you can say the big the big Lebowski is a sports movie because it's about bowling. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna rule that out. But yeah. one of my all times is probably a top top ten movie for sure for me. A League of Their Own is one of my all time favorites. Hmm. Um, wrote a paper on it in college. I think it's actually one of the most important movies ever made, and probably one of the only women in sports movie ever made that was commercially successful. So. I I love that movie. Uh, Bull Durham. Probably oh yeah. Just so many great classic freaking lines in Bull Durham. Um, and I there's so many guys that I love. I mean, who's the the guy from Arliss as the the assistant manager is is fantastic in Bull Durham. <laughs> I, it's so funny how many of these are Kevin Costner movies too. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you gonna say Ten Cup next? <laughs> <laughs> I do love Ten Cup, but. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm probably gonna go. White man can't jump. <laughs> Billy Ho. Yeah. Good um, film. I'm gonna go. Uh, The Sandlot. God, what? There's so many good baseball movies. Yeah, there I are. feel like baseball is one of the ones that just really lends itself well. Um, I'm gonna go The Sandlot. I'm gonna go. Oh, what do I got? What else do I got? Um, You're up to about seven now. That was four. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Hoosiers. Nice. And then and an honorable mention, The Express. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I like that movie a lot. That was a lot of fun to make. Yeah. Um, oh, and, oh, I do like... I like Blue Chips, too, but it's probably more for Nick Nolte than the actual movie, because the actual movie yeah. is... 
kind of all over the place. But there's so is many. She, is Kazam movies. a sports movie? No, I don't know. But I do love Dodgeball. Dodgeball is a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> Dodgeball's a, a fun movie. I love yeah. The Water Boy. That, that's a sports movie, right? Yeah. Kingpin. Kingpin is a bowling movie. Yeah. North uh, Dallas 40. Great North film. North Dallas 40. Yeah, that's a hard movie to watch, man. That it movie's is. gritty. Oh, Brian's song. Yeah, it's probably that. one of the more realistic looks at, at football ever. Yeah. I don't know why we don't have more football movies. Well, because the NFL so rarely licenses out yeah. their team names. Because remember that Al Pacino Any Given <laughs> yeah. Sunday movie where there was yeah. like the L.A. Sharks and the yeah, you know, it was like it was like the movie about the AAF or you know, by the way, a, a movie that is a guilty pleasure, but it is a terrible movie in my opinion is The Replacements. Oh, I yeah. totally agree with you. I think it's a total <laughs> guilty pleasure movie that is terrible, but it's got so many good actors in it. It's got. Well, I don't know if they're all good, but they're all memorable. I mean, Gene Hackman's in it. It's got uh, John Wick. It's got um, oh yeah, Ken. John Favreau. <laughs> well, like, the other one. Well, we didn't say Rudy. Yeah, which, Rudy's. Rudy's I good. Think Rudy's overrated. I agree. I, although there's there's a great story there, but and then the other one that ah, I just I love Denzel, but man, I just it's hard to go back and. Rewatch. Uh, remember the Titans. Game. Remember the ti- no. Remember the oh, Titans. Remember the, like, Titan. remember the Titans. Is, doesn't really hold up. And the political it's landscape kinda... we live in now is it makes watching. It hasn't aged well, and that movie's not that old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I think it's hard. It it shows a lot of divisions that are still there. Oh, you know another great movie, probably one of my favorites on this list that could never be made today is Bad News Bear. It is oh, so. Yeah. Damn politically incorrect. It's awesome. They yeah. did remake it with Billy Billy Bob Thornton, but it wasn't as good. No, I mean in the original movie had Walter Matthau drinking uh beer while driving a Cadillac down the road with like ten kids in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you just couldn't make it now. Yep. Yeah. That and there's not I'll, it feels like sports movies are getting fewer and farther between. Oh, the other one, probably the best sports documentary is probably Hoop Dreams. Yeah, Hoop Dreams is really good. Yeah, I mean that's probably uh, there's been a lot of good sports documentaries, but that's among. Although I will say a fantastic sports documentary uh, is Icarus. I don't know if you've ever seen Icarus, yeah. but that movie was yeah. awesome. About that I'm not one. gonna put. I would never put in my top five, but I do like Eight Men Out. I thought that was Eight Men Out's a really good movie. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's got a lot of really kind of classic underrated lines like. And I think about Eight Men Out a lot. Like Eight Men yeah, Out and Field too. of Dreams go to go well together too. Like they're really good bookends. Yeah. So, um, well, that was a, that was a good discussion. Speaking of baseball, Tom, any any good baseball stories? Follow up on your, your yeah. Uh, so, I gotta say that um, that must have been a one off that first practice because uh, the coach really got better and he's like the colin sexton of uh yeah of, yeah yeah of, uh, little league coaches yeah yeah it it he was a good guy he was a good coach um the kids had fun he was organized you know but he learned real quick that okay these kids can't do, really do anything and let's just sit out here and make sure someone's bringing snacks and make sure <laughs> make sure we got enough the important stuff yeah yeah and 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 he just didn't take it too seriously um 
And I told him, I was like, I really appreciate it. And I would, I would, uh, I would definitely be willing to coach with him again someday. He was a good guy. That's awesome. Is your league over? It's over. Yeah. Okay. Now my softball league is not over and we played the night and got embarrassed. Uh Oh, are you guys getting too old? Are the young bucks coming up and killing you? They weren't younger than us. They just, they were better. better. But but if we would have played well, it could have been a competitive game. And instead we played like dog crap. And so it just was not, it was not fun. It was not fun getting lit up because we just sucked and couldn't make an adjustment. That That's a rough one. Yeah. Um, but the umpire we had was pretty funny. He, uh, He's, you know, he, he, he's like a huge fan of the game. So he was doing basically a play by play while we were playing, which was a little surreal. <laughs> so like I throw, I throw a pitch and he'd be like, oh, I was a little outside. I'm looking for strikes here. I'm looking for strikes, you know? And then we, our, our shortstop, her name's Kayla and she played college baseball. She's really good. And so, you know, between innings, he came up to me. He's like, I got a new nickname for your shortstop. And I'm thinking like, oh, is this going to be like, is this not going to survive the Me Too movement? And he's like, <laughs> she's the magnet. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, she's so fundamentally sound. Her footwork, everything. I mean, he was going deep. It was like deep. It was <laughs> Why like was she the magnet? It was like, well, just because she just, she's a good fielder, you know? Oh, um, okay. So she grabbed but it was every, like, she grabbed it was like I guess if the ball away. was made of yeah. metal, maybe. It was like detailed <laughs> by Kobe Bryant. This guy was like, <laughs> he, was, he was like, he was like analyzing our co-ed softball game. Nice. <laughs> um, and <laughs> yeah, so he's a funny guy. But then, uh, you know, he, he, he was explaining the ground rules before the game and all these things. You do this, you get thrown out. You get thrown out of the league. You do this, you get thrown out. There better not be. And then he started like dropping acronyms. It was like, there better not be any BBN, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what the heck does that stand for? And I stood it for, it stood for, it stood for like guns, knives, alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. And like, <laughs> Did you I tell him to lighten up Francis. Well, no, they, but he heard the other What's team that from EG uh, from stripes. Oh, okay. Anybody right, touch right. my stuff, I'll kill yep, you. Yep. Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> he uh, he thought he heard someone on the other team swear, and then he went over to give him a warning, and then they started saying things like, fiddlesticks. Poppycock. Nice. I mean, he's a good op. He, I, I was a little unhappy with some of his calls against me personally, but I thought he you know, was a good op. Did you when you you get thrown out and then you tell them all your guys are savages like uh, like uh, Boone did tonight? <laughs> did that happen? Yeah, yeah. Did you not see this? No, I haven't. <laughs> the uh, what was the guy? What's his name? Uh, um, Aaron Boone like right. went on this like crazy rant. What? Yeah, tonight Aaron against. Boone? Yeah, again they were playing mild, mild mannered Aaron Boone. Yeah, so he called Brett Gardner out on strikes. And then Brett Boone, it's just microphones, caught him yelling that the pitch was outside, along with a bunch of other profanities. And then yeah. and, and he goes, my guys are bleeping savages in that bleeping box, right? And you're having a piece of bleep start this game. I feel bad for you, but bleeping get better. <laughs> oh, jeez. My guys fantastic. are savages. Savages. That's, That's going to awesome. go on a t-shirt. At least if yeah. they're the Indians. I'm not sure how the t-shirt economy is in New York. It's probably terrible. 
it's probably wow. like you know all ch- cheap gotta, Chinese imports. Yeah, or probably like Dolan owns all, owns them all, and yeah, yeah, saying mean things. Yep. So Tom, you got anything to pitch? Huh? Before we, um, before we put this podcast to bed. Yeah, the Skunk Works. I'm listening to it on tape. Is this a, uh, a podcast? No, it's um, it's a book, oh, and I'm okay. listening to the book on tape. Is it about Lockheed Martin? Yeah. This, well, yes, it is, and it's excellent. And I'm really enjoying it on my drive to work every day. I've not, I don't really do like the books on tape thing or whatever we call them now, books on CD or audio book or whatever. <laughs> but um, yes, it's really good. Tom really literally listens to them on tape. He like he gets well, his tape and the back. thing like here's the thing. You're the oldest like, thirty year old I know. I know. I feel like as a country though, we are just awful at like history, even really recent history. Like I work in the defense industry and I'm going around talking to people about this and they're like, Oh, what's that? Like, you mean, (laughs) what's that? Like, it's one of the most important. This is like why we won the cold war. And they're like, Oh, okay. You know? And I'm thinking like, how do you not know this? Like this is not that old. Like you don't, you work in the defense industry. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But I just, in general, I feel like people today have really, no appreciation for I'm I'm not saying you gotta like be an if expert. It didn't happen like, before YouTube, it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah I'm, I mean I'm not saying like, oh, everyone needs to be an expert in all these things. I'm just saying like, you know, Cold War politics are still resonating today and have an effect. So yeah, understanding we're a new one like, with China. So oh, right, man. salt salt is not just a seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nice skunk works. So skunk works. So uh, E. G. anything to pitch? Yeah, I am currently watching uh, the third and final season of Legion on FX, and it's oh. insane. It's insane. Oh. I've only watched I'm having a hard season. time keeping it straight. <laughs> okay. Well, it is and about a schizophrenic mutant. True. No, but season three is like, I mean, the first two seasons were, were great, but season three is like just next level over the top, and I'm not... I don't even know if it's good. Like it's really like visually arresting and interesting, but I could I couldn't tell you if it's good storytelling. So story you gotta it, almost go back and watch it a second time to decide whether it's good or maybe. not. Maybe, yeah, I might have to. Interesting, interesting. So my pitch, uh, Stranger Things, Stranger Things season three might be one of my most favorite seasons of television ever. Um, I that's yeah, really good. I made the mistake. Uh, I binge watched it in one night last weekend. Oh my god! Staying up till like five in the morning, and um, it was so so good. I mean, it, they so the whole so Tom doesn't has never watched Stranger Things. So the whole premise. The only is, thing I know about Stranger Things is I watched the music video of Weezer's cover of Take On Me, and apparently the kids in that are in Stranger Things. Okay. Well, before you go any further, Nate, just, just let's let's give the spoiler warning so people can, like... Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to spoil don't. anything. All right. I'm, I'm just going to tell Tom the premise of the show. So the premise of the show is that there's basically these kids, uh, four or five kids... They're four boys. They're all nerds. The show starts out. They're playing D&D in the <coughs> early 80s in one of the kids' basements. And, um, oh, man, this is going to take a while. No. And <laughs> you're going to give this level of detail. <laughs> simultaneously, there's I'm this, getting all the backstory. This girl that is escaping. What city are they in? 
It's called Tom, Hawkins, Indiana. It's every Spielberg yeah. movie mashed yeah. together. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. With, okay. a, with a soundtrack of like 1982 to 1986 pop music. Yeah. Okay. And then now, simultaneously, did there's did this Spielberg kid. do Ready Player One. He yeah. did. Okay. And this is so he's on a uh, 80s kick here. Yeah. It's yeah. much better well, than Ready Player One. Did we yeah. lose Nate? We may have. Uh, sorry, I had you on mute. And it's much better than Ready Player One. So anyway, yes. simultaneously with that, there's this girl that basically escapes from this uh, lab uh, that's outside of the town. And she. it turns out she may have uh, special powers, like ESP. It's kind of a little bit like uh, the Stephen King movie Firestarter. Um you know, she has special powers. I'm not going to go into what they are because it's kind of you discover those as the plot goes on. And but these kids are all running around getting in adventures with this girl. And then simultaneously, there is people starting to disappear around this town. And uh, there's people seeing monsters in the shadows. And. There, is, there may or may not be an alternate dimension that these people are disappearing to. Okay, and uh, and these all things all become intertwined along with fantastic '80s montages and just these nice trope characters well, like the jock. lots of all your favorite like yeah like actors from the '80s like Winona Ryder and Matthew Modine and Paul Reiser and. Uh, Carrie uh, Elways is in the new yeah. season, and, and who uh, is the guy in the the guy from uh, Stand by Me was in in uh, not Stand by Sean Me. Sean Austin, yeah, Rudy's Sean Austin, yeah, <laughs> he, he was in it. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, I'm, have you guys? So we're on the subject. Have you guys seen um, Cobra Kai? I have not, but no. let me oh, just finish up by great. saying, okay, <laughs> that the new season is so so good, and they get the '80s mall. Like it is so perfectly captured mall culture of the eighties yeah. that it it I mean it is my my cousin referred to it as nostalgia porn. <laughs> I mean, well, and it's and it's the summer of eighty five, yeah. so it's it's all kinds of of uh, Back to the Future references. Yeah, and it's just it's just really well done, and it's a lot of fun. This season, I think, had the best mix of comedy and horror of all yeah. three seasons. I mean, they really go back and forth between really funny moments and just kind of there's some there's some legit jump scares that that got me a couple times. So it was it was really well done. Yeah, I thought the effects this season were better than the effects in the first. Oh, yeah. They spent a lot more. This yeah, season. they spent a lot more money this time. So Cobra Kai, didn't you it's pitch great. this a few weeks ago? T- I, I may have, but it's good. And I got another thing to pitch. Um, the second kind of impossible. It's a book. It's good. It's good if you're into like how if you're into like physics or just how science like you know happens. Um, moonshots. Like, moon, what is it about? Moonshots. No, it's oh. about. Um, oh. It, it, it's a. It's about the. It's this. It's this physics physicist that is actually kind of famous for theoretical physics like um the great expanse of the universe and stuff like that but in the 80s he was really interested in um like crystal structures and atomic um like the way atoms line up in solids and things like that and so he and this other guy developed like the mathematical model for how 
a metal, like a crystal could be kind of break the rules, which people thought you could only have two, three, four or six fold symmetry. Basically this idea being like, if you tried to tile your, your, um, if you tried to put tile down and you wanted there to be no gaps, you can only do this with like triangles, rectangles, or any kind of parallelogram and hexagons. And so they came up with like the math to prove that actually there's other ways you could do it. Like a month later, right down the road, a guy accidentally, and he won a Nobel Prize for this later, he accidentally created one of these structures, which they, they called a quasi-crystal um, and he did it with um, copper and uh, aluminum and maybe some a small amount of something else. And this is in, like, the 80s. So then this guy was interested in, like, okay, could these exist in nature? And so then, you know, the book kind of switches gears to this kind of, like, more detective-type story about um, how they went, how he went about trying to figure out if this one rock that was in this museum in Europe was like real or synthetic or fake or what. And then it leads them to like Siberia to try to find, like go to this old dig site. Cause they dug up this like Russian guy from like the, uh, <laughs> from like the seventies that they thought was dead. So it's kind of a cool, it's kind of fun to follow along. And then, the, and then the end is more just almost like a, like an oral story of like how this dig site went. But it's really, it, it was really gripping, you know. And for the guy being like a physicist and a world renowned expert in like multiple areas of physics, he wasn't a bad writer. I mean, it, it was fairly well written, too. Shocking so. genius in one area, also not incompetent yeah. in other areas that require intelligence. Yeah. And speaking of, speaking of moonshots, uh, last pitch if you haven't checked out the Apollo 11 documentary, do oh, I heard. see that. It's, ama- okay. it's amazing. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. And then, um, did you see First Man? No, I never saw it. Oh, okay. I Tom haven't either. was pitching it to me last week. He said, or it was really good. He said. Yeah, I heard it was really good. Yeah. I meant to I see was. it. I meant to see it, and I never got around to. I it. well, I haven't seen it. So, so you what excited? was I pitching? I'm sorry, Tom. What was I pitching? Because I haven't First seen Man. First Man. I haven't seen it. Oh, so who was telling me about First Man? I don't know. Oh, crap. but I want to see. Oh, my buddy it. Luke. Uh, so I, yeah, I went to Alaska over the fourth, and my buddy Luke was telling oh, me about yeah, First yeah. Man, and he said it's fantastic because okay. it's all about how Neil Armstrong is is kind of this slightly on the autism scale guy, and how he has kind of a tragic backstory in some ways, and how he he kind of doesn't know how to deal with the emotional aspect of fatherhood and some of that kind of stuff. And he said it was, but also that the space scenes were really interesting and it's more just really about Neil Armstrong and that it's a really interesting story that way. Right. So, sorry, I get my friends confused. (laughs) You get names confused. I know. Well, I'm tired. It's been a long day. Um, Time to go, time to go binge watch some stuff. No, it's time to go to bed. (laughs) Um, yeah, and uh, I i mean, unless we have anything else to pitch, which I, I don't right now. Nah, we can save it for next time. <laughs> this has been Cavs of Podcast. Go Cavs. Hey, go Cavs. Um, go do something. Go Cavs. Do, do something. something. <laughs> Poke the Cavs with the stick. Do something. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs Podcast. 
Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.